Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 113. The show is available live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So please do give us a follow on social media, subscribe to that YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications, and uh, keep up to date on upcoming guests and shows and of course you can download the audio versions of every single show and series we produce at uh, your favorite radio or podcast platform just search ace podcast nation and you'll find over 370 shows there and uh, of course if you want to just keep it football follow at ac footy show on uh, all social media platforms and uh, that way it is just the foosball um but just while we wait for the various platforms to fill up, a uh, big thank you to Black Diamond Sports for all their support around the show. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world. For more information, you can visit their social media pages as well as their beautiful website. Uh, links to which are all in the description below and the closing credits. And, uh, thank you to Dan Ralston and Bespoke Financial for sponsoring today's show. 
Darren Ralston is uh, giving away a free will worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So uh, check him out, check out the offer, give him a call. It is a truly incredible offer, I have to say. Uh, as I've discussed on many occasions, uh, they've looked after Andy for various policies over the years, including the critical illness, the injury cover, but they do so many different packages and services. I'm sure you could find something which would suit your situation and circumstances, particularly in the, in the world we find ourselves in at the moment. They provide award-winning service and uh, we are very proud to partner with such a top-class brand. And uh, onto the football we go and uh, introducing my co-host, the gold collector, David Jones's favourite son. He is still the QPR dream killer, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Mr Andrew Campbell. How goes it, my friend? Good evening, mate. Um, another quick week. I can remember Monday's, uh, Monday's show, so it's, um, it seems to be flying by. Um, it's because uh, Monday's show was so good, mate. Uh, yeah, they always are. Um, yeah, another another good week. Uh, FA Cup and Championship. Uh, Saturday games, midweek games. So, yeah, loads to talk about. Oh, yes. Yes, lots to talk about, mate. And, uh, of course, lots to look forward to as well. We've got a, a very special guest on Monday. As usual, another top name from the football world. We have uh, ex-Stoke, Cardiff City striker, uh, Trinidad and Tobago International. I believe he's the record holder for uh, caps for Trinidad as well. It is uh, Mr. Kenwin Jones joining us Monday, mate. Got to be excited for that one. Yeah, big one. Yeah, um, I was uh, quite lucky that I'm uh, I'm doing some work with him at the minute, and he's uh, just, a, just such a humble guy, lovely fella. Uh, obviously, living living back home in Trinidad and Tobago, um, very laid back character, but very passionate about football. And I'm finding um, that he's got such a passion that he's um, he's got some huge aspirations and dreams for Trinidad as a country for football as well. So it's, uh, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll explain all. But uh, but he had such an amazing career, by the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's unbelievable, mate. If anybody, anybody who can play in Stoke on a wet Wednesday night, every Wednesday night, mm, mm, mm. you know what I mean, deserves all the credit they get. Absolutely, mate. And plus, you know, he was always linked with some massive clubs. Um, so I'd be interested to hear some of those stories and if any of those moves ever came close to being uh, coming to fruition. Um, but I, it's funny how things work out, isn't it? Because I think it was probably about three or four months ago I said to you, um, I'd kind of come across him on social media and I was like, oh, I he'd be a great guest I think he'd be really good he'd appeal to our audience but also I think be a fascinating uh, guy to interview and then just as things developed and, and move on and here we go ready and waiting but uh, let's get the show on the road my friend and uh, we're going to start with some any other business So first of all, like, I, I do like that. I do like it's that. beautiful, isn't it? I and like I forgot, that. I, I forgot like to play it on uh, Monday like as well when we did AOB. So I, uh, I, I wanted to make sure we got it in there. But um, first and foremost, mate, we're going to cover a subject which we've covered a, a couple of times recently. Obviously, since he signed for Middlesbrough, but um, we now know why uh, Nathaniel Mendes Lang disappeared, was sacked from Cardiff, and disappeared for a few months. He was actually banned for three months. Uh, fulfilling a cocaine, cocaine uh, drugs test on July the fourth, twenty twenty. Yeah, fair play that he came out and did his uh, did an interview for Sky Sports uh, and uh, put all the rumours to bed, so to speak. I'm not condoning what he's done, by the way, and I'm not accepting what he's done. Um, I don't think this 
really explains what why Cardiff City did what they did. You know what I mean? He's 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 been banned. He got three month ban. But Cardiff City have still lost out big time because they, they could have still held him to ransom. They could have fined him. Didn't have to pay him. They could have suspended him. Yeah. Um, put him on garden leave. Not paid him. You could have sold um, him for some money. And then they could have sold him for some money. So I, I still think it's a poor call by Cardiff City because he's walked into a, a football club um, and, and Cardiff City are the ones who, who've lost out once again. And I do feel really sorry for them because, yes, he's made a huge mistake. And was that just an excuse to get him out? I'm not sure I'm not sure because he just signed a new contract. So for a, from a business decision, it's, for me, it's a poor, poor call. Yeah, it was a weird one. Um, obviously, he had signed a new contract, but then we're also, we're in sort of COVID times where maybe they're looking to save a bit of cash was it a way to get him off the wage bill I don't know but then like you say he, they could have suspended him without pay because he would have been in breach of contract it does seem a weird one because even if he had been banned for three months we've seen it before with players uh, who failed drugs tests when they come back they're still wanted by there's always a club which will want them um, yeah and, you know, he's a proven championship player, so there would have been clubs interested in him in January, as proven by Middlesbrough. Would Middlesbrough have paid a million pounds for him? Most probably. Um, so I do find it a bit puzzling that they, you know, fired him so quickly and, like, he was so abrupt. But I, I, I can see it from the club's point of view in, in, in another way as well. Um, no, listen, yeah, I see, I see it from both sides of the coin and... Um... And, 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 and if the rumours are right that, that they've saved all this money and wages-wise and, and and the bigger picture. But for me, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because uh, is, was this a regular recurrence? Was it a one-off? Um, has he just made a mistake? Is it Was it a cry for help, so to speak? So for me, we don't know the ins and outs. All we know is that he made, he made, a, he made a mistake. Um, he's been found guilty. He's, done, he's served his time and now he's back on the football pitch or will be back on the football pitch hopefully sooner rather than later because... I like him as a player. Uh, I don't know him personally as a as, as a as a lad, but I did. I, I always like watching him at Cardiff City, so um, I'll be in, intrigued and excited to see him regularly for Middlesbrough. Yeah, Craig says that he um, he called it. I think it was either last week or the week before. He said that he must have been banned for three months because that sort of coincided with everything. I just assumed that if you failed a drugs test, you'd have a longer ban than three months. Um, but it is where it is. I think it's. You know, there's uh, think there's it's been different. a lot of players, though, mate, as well, haven't they, who failed for recreational drugs yeah. where they've been well, having sort of mental well, health problems I'm or sure, issues off the pitch. I'm sure Mark Bosnich was the first uh, famous one who got done when he was at Chelsea for, for the same for the same drug, recreational drug cocaine, and I'm sure he got a year's ban, so unless they've reduced yeah. it. Jake, Jake Livermore got a ban as well, I believe. Um, yeah, I thought it was longer than three months, though. So I, I don't know if, if, the, if the recreational ones have, have, have been reduced and the um, and the and the banned substance substances have, have been increased. Maybe I don't, I don't know. I'm just I, I just think three months is um, is quite seems quite short to me. It does. It's strange, isn't it? Um, so Jake Livermore actually avoided a ban after he tested positive uh, for cake for cocaine. Uh, he was suspended by the FA and his club, and uh, after he had failed the drugs test. He tested positive uh, after the death of his newborn son, um, so there was lo- they gave a load of reasons why, um, you know, they didn't give him a ban. Sound yeah. from the list, I can see a lot of it seems to be that it was out of character and it was yeah, yeah. personal issues. But that's a kind of dangerous precedent, I think, to set because a lot of people who use 
drugs, particularly I would think sports footballers and that, if they're using recreational drugs, it could partially be down to things like depression or issues with mental health. Yeah. And if you if you let one person off for something like that, I know it's different circumstances and stuff, but yeah, it's a strange it, one. It, it makes it messy, side. It makes it, it it's, it's a grey area. Um, and maybe that's why the bans have been reduced. Maybe it's because they have let people off in the past, so they're the, 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 the giving a punishment, which is three months. Is it a deterrent? Not for me. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's, it's three months. If people time it, time it right, then they get Christmas off, for example, or they get the summer off. Right? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's sometimes it can be a, it, it needs to be a deterrent, and the deterrent is six months to 12 months, not three, not yeah. three months. So I got a couple couple of questions from the chat straight away. Mark Pugh says, um, why did it take him eight weeks to sack him if he failed to test on July the 20th? Um, you'd probably be in a better position to answer that than me. I think I would assume it's to do with things like contracts and that yeah, side well, of it. But I don't yeah, know. well, if he's, if he's appealed, then that might be it. You know what I mean? That He could have appealed the, um, the sanction. He could, have, uh, he could have got the PFA involved. He could have got governing bodies involved. And, and by the time we know it, you know what I mean? But the club won't have had to pay him in those eight weeks. You know what I mean? They'll have got that money back if they're, they're, they'll, have, they'll have probably sacked him outright. Um, and then he'll appealed and, and appealed again. And then he found out that he'd lost his appeal. And um, and I think he went into Dubai for three months to, uh, to keep yeah. himself ticking over, apparently. Um, and Garen Cole said that the club saved a million by sacking him, obviously. And I assume he means in three months' wages was about a million pounds. Um, however... I'm very, very surprised there, though. Very surprised. I don't, I don't know. I don't, that, um, means but if, that, means he's, that means he's on 150 grand a week, which yeah, happen. he can't be on that much. But even whatever amount they saved, I believe they would have been able to sell him for more. Personally, because I still think they'd have got a million quid from him in January. Oh mate, listen, he's a he's a he's a Premier League footballer. You know what I mean? Yes, he's playing the Championship, but he's a good he's, he's good enough. You look at some of the players who've moved for big money into the Premier League this season from the Championship. He's a he's a good player, so he, he's. I think Cardiff City have have lost out for me. Uh, so Craig there says performance enhancing is two years. Recreational was changed to three months. Uh, okay. Chelsea Thanks, also Craig. tried. Chelsea also tried to sue Mark Bosnitz when he got back to football for loss of transfer fee. So perhaps he'll be our next court case. Um, I don't think Cardiff City can afford another court case. To be honest, so I think uh, right. sometimes I think put things to bed. I think the ongoing court case could be the end of them, mate. Mm. Um, uh, just have a quick look to see if there was any. Oh, he, uh, Gary said he meant half a million, not a million, in terms oh, okay. of wages saved. But I mean, that again, they would have got more than half a million in a transfer fee, 100% guaranteed. Yeah, Even so. though he hadn't played for three months, if, if Middlesbrough would have signed him for free and they would have given him a signing on fee, They'd have paid five hundred grand for him. Yeah, oh, easy, 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 easily. It's peanuts nowadays for for the difference between Middlesbrough getting the Premier League and um, yeah, oh, it's peanuts. Absolutely, it's absolutely peanuts. Um, another interesting one, Adam Brown. Uh, welcome, Brownie. By the way, I'm on Adam's podcast on Thursday. If uh, you want to check it out, um, oh, nice. but he says, um, "How dare the club cry poverty to us fans when they basically just went to the car park with a few million quid and set it on fire." Uh, financial short-sightedness from the football club. It's difficult to disagree with that, mate, isn't it? Yeah, it, listen, it's, uh, it's hard because uh, we get told one thing um, 
from the horse's mouth, so to speak, and then we and then we see then we see no signings getting brought in, and then we see new managers getting a manager getting the sack. Who would also have a payoff. We get man, we get players um, who who get get terminated contracts. It's it's difficult. It's 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 a difficult one to take sometimes. But um, from an outside looking in, but from a club's point of view, clubs are just are shelling so much money out. It must be scary. It must be really really mm. uncertain times for for lots of clubs, including Cardiff City. Yeah, spot on. Um, Donna says uh, Rio Ferdinand was banned for a lot longer. I think he got he did, did he get he, a year or nine missed, months or something. He missed, but his he was for avoiding the his, tests, wasn't it? Yeah, he missed his tests. He uh, he climbed out of a window apparently. Yeah, um, Ian says uh, he says loads of players take a bit of uh, cocaine, shall we say? And he says, are you telling me, Andy, that you uh, never knew a player who took some on the weekend? Um, over your career obviously without naming names I just mean I, I ne- I like know of players I, I never yeah listen oh, you hear your rumours I've never I've never witnessed it and that's God's honest truth um, never witnessed it it's not one for me um, to be involved in that kind of environment but um, yeah listen you hear your rumours all the time and um, and sometimes it's, it's a release you know what I mean you hear people and, and but sometimes it's about people trying to be clever and look good in front of people which let yeah, again doesn't do it for me don't need that look to look and sound clever for me. No, no. Um, Reese David Allen says, uh, "Doesn't Adrian Mutu owe Chelsea his entire transfer fee around twenty million because um, he bre- didn't he get fail his test right after he signed as well?" Yeah, there was or something. Like, yeah, fairly think, uh, early yeah, into his career. There was something wasn't that? There was something uh, something similar, and it's um, listen. It's scary that, that that clubs, but listen, Chelsea can afford that kind of. Um, court case where mm. teams like Cardiff you know what I mean it's a, you're fighting losing battle because if you win you're not going to get 20 million 20 million pound back and the player won't be able to afford it anyway but it's different if you move with my position it's such different um, court cases yeah 100% mate um, so look the one thing I am glad about um, from this point of view now is that the rumours can be put to bed because like there was some horrific rumours going on about um, Mendes lying and, and like it's good that that's just been put to bed because you never like to hear that sort of thing because and because no one was saying anything there was no news reports there was no nothing from the football clubs nothing from him himself you just you know you know you never know do you in, in this day and age um he had three million uh, craig said he had three years left on his contract which is six million pound in wages um would a club pay us and pay him 40 grand a week he doesn't think so um, but I'd be interested to know what he's on at Middlesbrough like if yeah. he's gone back to the same ways he was on yeah. previously yeah but, agree. Um, let's uh, moving on mate to the next sort of bit I wanted to cover before we get into the championship and that was the, the FA Cup really just the, the week the draw uh, some good games some terrible games but uh, some interesting games absolutely mate um what was your favourite game of the week? Uh, oh, there's only got to be one. It was uh, Everton against Spurs. It was just um, it had everything. It had uh, some really, really poor defending. It had some great attacking. Um, teams, two teams who wanted to win the game. Two managers who put their best sides out or really mm. strong sides out. Um, but to be fair, if you're not going to put your best best side out now, um, then you probably don't deserve to be in the competition. But for me, that that was a standout game. Even though I was so pleased, um, the Bournemouth. Uh, went through for Jonathan Woodgate, uh, but also 
Um, I thought Swansea did okay against Man City as well, considering the, the, how strong Man City put aside out. I thought uh, Man City showed Swansea some some real respect um, on, um, on on Saturday night. Yeah, it was an interesting one. There's um, obviously Bournemouth now with the only championship club left in the tournament, I believe. Yeah, uh, and the players Southampton in a local derby, which will be really interesting. Interesting. Southampton, to recover from a 9-0 smashing the way yeah. they did was impressive. I thought um, they were outstanding as well, Sag. You know what I mean? To go to Wolves, which... Um, yeah, it's a difficult game. It's a very isn't it? difficult, difficult, difficult game and a good side. I thought they were, uh, I thought they were, I thought they were excellent. Yeah, Thomas Tuchel's made a good start at Chelsea, hasn't he, as well? Um, I think it's 3-3 three and three or 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, even though but, they were poor, by the way. I thought Barnsley were very good. Um, yeah, I thought, the I thought Barnsley Chelsea were unlucky. Didn't fancy it. I thought the pitch was disgusting, though, by the way. I thought the pitch was awful. Because Barnsley, obviously, the game got called off on Saturday for, for Waterlog pitch. So to get the game on was uh, was excellent, really. Yeah, it's... Um, it's interesting when Bristol City, I think, would be probably be a bit disappointed to go out to Sheffield United one 0 Obviously, like when you look, Sheffield United have been doing very well over the last couple of years. But from a Bristol point of view, if you want to have a cup run and you get Sheffield United in the fifth rounds, you're you're probably hoping to get a result, aren't you? Yeah, and also the goal as well because I don't know if uh, if all of you is sorry. Obviously, Alfie Mawson, um, ex Swansea City defender. Um, Handled the ball, he just hit mm. him. You know what I mean? It was so unlucky. And then to give a penalty away, which is fine. You know what I mean? Because it's handball in the box. It probably would have gone in. But then to get a red card was just laughable. Really, I felt really sorry for him. But um, you know, I mean, Sheffield. I'm pleased for Chris Wilder um, because as he turned the tide, is it too late? You know, what I mean, if he gets out with his Premier League, the message in the Premier League, he deserves to be manager of the decade, never mind manager of the season. Yeah, I just. I don't know. It's, it looks too little, too late, almost. But you know, you just you do never know. Um, but yeah, Joe, you don't see Jose Mourinho sides conceding six, uh, five too often. Um, he certainly didn't park the bus. That's one thing. You know what I mean? I think his bus was uh, non-existent. It kept coming and going, and you know what I mean. It was. Uh, it just wasn't like a Jose Mourinho side. And um, Everton looked very jaded on set pieces and crosses. Um, Sanchez two goals I thought were excellent. Porter's goal for a centre half and Harry Kane's goal from Son's cross was just outstanding. But the defending from both sides were was just horrific, really. Yeah, Tottenham are so dependent on Harry Kane. They um, they they've looked schoolboy for the last probably few weeks, and then as soon as he comes back, they suddenly look like half a team at least, and then. Yeah. I don't know what's happened to Dele Alli, but he needs to get away from Spurs quickly, in my opinion. <sighs> yeah, I feel I feel sorry for him because obviously the window... What a fall from grace, mate. Yeah, he had, he had an opportunity, I think, to go to um, Paris Saint-Germain, which would have been a great move for him, by the way, under Pochettino. Um, and sometimes just moves are made for you, and that one was made for him. I feel really sorry for him that he's stuck there and he's not playing. And, um, if he's not careful, he'll, he, he, he could end up rotting because Spurs will end up keeping him. But as an England fan, wasn't... Like he was one of the first names on the team sheet for England at one point, and when he was playing under Pochettino, yeah, and suddenly, like I don't think you could justify him being in the squad because he's just he's barely gets on the bench for Spurs. Yeah, he's technically he's, he's technically very good. You know, what I, mean? I don't know if it's an attitude or if it's arrogance or whatever it may be. There's there's something not right, you know, because um, if he's, he's certainly good enough, you know what I mean. So why isn't why isn't Marino playing him? The problem is. With uh, Mourinho, is he once once you rub him up the wrong way as a player, he's happy to uh, you know he's really is happy to kind of 
leave you to languish. Like you look at Luke yeah. Shaw, currently in my opinion one of the best fullbacks in Europe, and Jose Mourinho barely got a look in. Was criticised about attitude, weight, fitness, everything you could possibly think of publicly as well, and then now he's suddenly you know what is, is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer that good of a man manager that he's motivated Luke Shaw or but was Luke's, maybe I think I, I think Luke's, Luke's worked hard he's got himself in really good shape he, he did lose a lot of weight I know he went over to Dubai for a long time and um, and, and really give his yeah, he listen he can't afford to waste his career you know what I mean especially at Man mm. United you only get one opportunity at United you know what I mean so he's he's deserved this opportunity he's keeping a very good left back out there um, it was Tellez. Tellez, yeah. Tellez he does played, quite well um, when he comes in. Tellez played um, against West Ham the other night, and I thought, was, I thought he was the best player on the pitch. He was bombing on, he was setting things up, he was unlucky not to score a couple of goals. And so, for a player like Luke Shaw to keep him out, fair play to him, you know what I mean? So, it's, uh, if two left backs are pushing each other, then long may it continue. West, uh, Man United are in good shape. Yeah, Gareth says Gareth Bale as well. Seems to have disappeared off the planet yeah. since he went to the Spurs, yeah. um, which is another one, you know. I did at the start of his work when he first came back to Spurs. I was I just assumed it was a a fitness thing because he hadn't really played a lot over the last couple of years, but he just barely plays. Um, yeah, I, listen, I don't know if it's an attitude. I, I hope it's not because he's, he, he's he could have gone to any team in the world. He could have he could have gone to America. He could have gone to China. He could have gone anywhere just to sit and play games and just enjoy his football. He's gone back to Spurs to for me prove a point and. He's going to end up leaving a legacy, and the legacy that he doesn't want. You know what I mean? For me, he, yeah. he, he should have gone. Probably he should have gone to America, gone to the USA, enjoyed his football a little bit like David Beckham did, a little bit like Robbie Keane did, Ibrahimovic, and just just left another strong legacy like other players have done. And I feel really sorry for players who were who were going to get remembered for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, just before we go on to the championship stuff, I wanted to just touch on this. Uh, so the the EFL and the the FA and the Premier League wrote uh, an open letter to Facebook and Twitter basically saying encouraging them to take more responsibility around abuse of players and referees and managers and stuff. Uh, so Facebook have said that the play the person who racially abused uh, Swansea City's Jan Dehanda has been temporarily blocked from sending Instagram messages but their account will not be shut down. Um, he says, we do not want racism and hate on our platforms, the spokesman said. The person who sent this message has been restricted from sending messages on Instagram for a set period of time. Uh, we will remove new accounts created to get around this restriction. Um, Shambles. Like, Shambles. It's so he can, ridiculous. So he, could, he, he could post racist posts on pictures. He could, he could do what he, what he wants. He can post what he wants. He can say what he wants on anyone's comments, but he can't send messages. That's pointless. You know what I mean? For me... I go back to uh, to what the Premier League and, and, and the EFL are saying and, and Premier League clubs and all the other clubs are saying. Verify every single account. So every single account who's on our on, on, on our chat. You know what I mean? For me, be yourself. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know what I mean, you, you everyone has a profile picture, you know what I mean? Some 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 better than others. All mine are always amazing, as Sinos. Um but they're all of me, you know what I mean? Mm. So and I just think you know what I mean? If it's a company, then fine. But everyone individual, everyone in individual accounts, just stick to yourself. You know what I mean? Like there's Leslie of his little boy. Everyone knows who it is. It's, it's it is what it is. You know what I mean? I know all the other, all the other um, viewers have their have their have their own pictures on, and you know what I mean? Because people don't have behind things. It's great. Yeah, it's interesting, mate. Today, like 
the letter which they sent to Facebook and Twitter, Twitter, they said they urged those platforms to take responsibility for preventing abuse. Now, I'm going to just very quickly tell you a, a little story because um, I don't want to take up too much time with this. But um, on, uh, as you know, I do a wrestling podcast as well. There's a female wrestler in the WWE who was being stalked on Twitter publicly. This guy was uh, live tweeting as he went into her house broke into a house and tried to kidnap her. He had uh, duct tape and all this sort of stuff. He went to court, he got arrested. She, they took him down or whatever, got arrested. Um, this was live tweeted. So people were contacting Twitter saying, someone send help, blah, 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 blah. Over the weekend, another uh, female wrestler was being contacted and her partner. This guy was saying he was going to kill her fiance and he was outside her house and he was saying all this kind of weird stuff. He's live tweeting it so everyone can see. People are contacting, tagging in Twitter. The guy, I forget his name, the guy who's like created Twitter, Twitter help, police from the local area. No, it's just the messages were still there 24 hours later. I think they've been I removed just, now. I'm and you had thousands, thousands of people reporting those tweets. So what is the point in the reporting absolutely, function? Absolutely gobsmacked. And, and listen, run about, run about here, a multi-billion pound organisation company who yeah. hire thousands and thousands of people. So nobody, nobody, if somebody should be awake doing this job. Mm. So, you know what I mean? If it, if it shifts or whatever, you know what I mean? So someone's always awake doing this job and it's uh, Twitter police, you know what I mean? That, that they're in charge of what, what, whatever's going on. And I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted. Absolutely mortified with, with that because that's someone's daughter. Someone's son. safety, mate. You know what I mean? Do you it's, know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, that's outrageous. If it wasn't for the probably pure luck of it, that, that woman and her friend who was there, they'd be dead now, mate. Um, and like, that's nothing to take lightly and like a lot of people were saying over the weekend they were kind of like you know are you just gonna what you're gonna ban the account after he's physically harmed them or he's like do you know what i mean yeah, like no. well, you've got to wait until he till he physically does something it's um really it's quite distressing mate and and the other thing like what you have then is where people were getting more and more panicked by it and disgusted by it you had normal people tracing his IP address, finding out his real name and his Facebook. So you've got normal people able to do it. So why can't yeah, I know. Twitter and the police and I die? It's frustrating, yeah, that's mate. The, that's the worrying thing. You know, I mean, like how many times recently have we seen racist abuse to footballers, taking it back to football? It's, it's, yeah. it happens too, it's, 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 it's happening too often. There's too many... I'll call them idiots, you know what I mean, because that's what it is, you know what I mean, it's people looking for attention and trying to trying to get 7,000 retweets because they're writing something what they shouldn't, and that's what it is, it's people, don't give them the airtime. want attention. Yeah, don't give them the airtime, you know what I mean, Twitter, take it off straight away, so you know, they don't get the attention, they don't get the comments, because what happens is the footballer or the club take a screenshot of that person's name and stick it all over social media, so they become famous overnight. Yeah, you could take you could take the you could you could ban the uh, former American president, remove him from all social media platforms, but you can't yeah. stop stop someone yeah. who's going into someone live tweeting as they invade a lone female's house, mm. or like someone who's dishing out racial abuse to to yeah, young footballers. Or it's, they they pick and choose, mate, unfortunately, yeah. like who they want to deal with and ban and target. 
but um, yeah so let's get into the the championship football um, we'll start at the bottom of the table as usual um, very interesting week but um, not a particularly good week for Gareth Ainsworth and uh, Wickham Wanderers mate um, no not got it all no two defeats five goals against three against Nottingham Forest um, I know we spoke about Nottingham Forest and we spoke about um, uh, Murray you know what I mean? Obviously signing from Glen Murray signing from Brighton of Albion. Yep. Obviously came and scored two on his on his full debut, which can't fault him. Can't fault can't fault the, the signing. Obviously shows great intent, and I think it, it, I think it dooms Wickham Wanderers unfortunately now because yeah, the, the the gap at the bottom, they're running out of games, and um, Gareth's done great to get them there. He's done great during the season to uh, to, to to get some of the results. But I think um, the Brentford game a couple of weeks ago where they got beat seven took uh, took the wind out of the sails a little bit and uh, the last two games no goals against two sides in the round with Sheffield Wednesday and uh, Nottingham Forest has, for me has put the final nail in the coffin so to speak. Yeah, I think unfortunately I don't think uh, COVID has helped them in terms of strengthening. They, they needed to strengthen defensively I think even though I think um, Joe Jacobson's been one of the better players in the Championship this season individually um, you know, playing at like left back or whatever, you, you're not going to be able to really influence your team's, no. you know, your defence and and Wickham defensively have been a bit. But I don't like to to, to criticise them too heavily because I'm a massive fan of Joe and and Gareth Ainsworth. But defensively, they've just not been good enough. They've been all over the place at times. And like you say, that seven 0 just really put the. Yeah, I think it shows the golf side. I think it shows the golf in uh, in the division. You know what I mean? And Gareth said it himself on Sky Sports the other week that um, he said um, people say that the difference between League One and the Championship isn't great, but he said it's massive. He said that the the jump is ridiculous. So for a manager to say that about his own team, his own players, you know, what I mean, unfortunately, I agree with Donna that uh, I think they're down. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, next up, we had uh, Birmingham City. Yeah, not having a great game, but to be fair, I watched them against Bournemouth. Uh, I thought I'd watch uh, and take in um, Jonathan Woodgate's game. Um, oh, quick question, mate. Do you think Jonathan Woodgate could end up getting that Bournemouth job? Yes. I do too. Yes, I'm not sure. I just got I'm a not, funny I'm not, feeling. I'm not sure if, that, if it was planned. I'm not sure um reason behind it, but um, I, didn't think he, I didn't think he set up very good against Birmingham. I thought Birmingham were the, were the better side, but Birmingham went ahead. Uh, they equalised by it. Through a mistake, Jack Wilshere scored, but I thought Birmingham were excellent for long periods. Um, Hogan with a couple of goals, who scores goals all the time. But normally, eight or sides keep clean sheets and, and don't let don't let silly goals in. But unfortunately for uh, for Birmingham, they're letting some silly goals in and they're getting punished. And um, we got asked a question, didn't we? I, 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 was it was it Kate who asked the question on uh, on Monday? Who do we think the next or last Friday? Who's the next? Next Friday, Friday to go. Um, yeah. Aito's got to be. Aito. He's got to be. I know you've said it. He's got to be because he's, he's really underperforming. Yeah, I, I, I do think he's um, probably going to be the man to go. Um, one player who has really uh, impressed me over the season is. Um, but he didn't get on, I don't think, actually, on the week. On the week uh, it was Raquel May since he's come into Bournemouth. But um, I've been watching Jack Wilshire, mate, with interest because one thing that. Um, Jonathan Woodgate has got a lot of experience with his long-term injuries and injury problems as yeah. a player. And I do wonder whether psychologically he could be the guy, even though he's a young, relatively inexperienced manager, he might be the guy who is able to get inside Jack Wilshere's head and get... Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Get, 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 him, get him right, thing, because he was like, superb against yeah. Birmingham, mate. One thing, one thing I like uh, about, about Woody and one thing I... I 
I wanted him to get another job and for me the Middlesbrough job was too big for him as an individual because he's a hero, he's a legend, he's done really well but being a manager of your hometown club is a dream, it's an aspiration, it's something that you, uh, Tony Mowbray wanted to do it, it didn't work out for him, you know, so sometimes yeah. you've got to reinvent yourself at a fresh club with uh, miles away from home and, and, and do really well and so far so good, he's, he's done great, he, he, he's, 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 he beat Burnley in the FA Cup 2-0 uh, the other night, so you can't, can't do any better. No, not, in, not at all, mate. Uh, yeah, Jack Wilshire's impressed me for Bournemouth. We'll talk about him a bit later. Uh, Derby County, mate, next. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't play because uh, the game against Barnsley got called off the weekend and didn't play through the week. Okay. And then next up. Um, interesting, because that gives them two, one at least one game, well, one game in hand over Sheffield Wednesday, level on points. Yeah. Um, and only three points behind Coventry so like if they win their game in hand they could jump up to sort of 19th yeah. um, which is a big morale boost isn't it yeah of course and they brought players in so I do expect them to get out with that I think the, the, the league is probably a, a false position but league tables don't lie so they deserve to be where they are and no Leslie it's not inside information at, at all mm-hmm. I haven't uh, mm-hmm. I haven't spoke to him I had to quickly clarify that mate and yeah yeah um, Interesting point from Reese there. He says, in his opinion, uh, the jump isn't that big from League One to the Championship. He said the problem they've got is that they are probably uh, still League Two stand- standard. He said, no disrespect to them. I just I find it difficult to believe that if they were League Two standard, they'd have got up through League One. Like not with not with it's the, a not big with the, ask in there. Not with the teams who were there. You've got Ipswich. You've got Sunderland. You've got. Um... Portsmouth, you know what I mean? For, Portsmouth, yeah. There's too many big boys there for them to uh, for them to fight and get promoted like the way they did. You know what I mean? For me, you, you can't wing a season, Norway. Yeah, no, not a whole season, I think. Um, and then next up, we got Sheffield Wednesday. Um, yeah, mixed, a mixed uh, week. Yeah, mixed but I thought they were very good against Wickham, actually. Yeah, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna win one of the games, I think Wickham game is the one that you want to win. Uh, clean sheet as well to boot, but to get beat four one. On Saturday and then turn it on through the week. I think uh, the manager deserves really some good credit, and I think um, I think he's also they've had a good they've had a good spell. So you know, what I mean, three wins out of four. You know, what I mean, so that I think Neil Thompson will be uh, quite pleased. Obviously, they're still without a manager. Will Neil Thompson get the job? I don't know. So far, so good. Mm. He's doing okay. Yes, teams have got games in hand below them, but I still look at the same thing. Side, if they if they avoid relegation by less than six points, teams won't be happy. Teams won't be happy because yeah. it's all six points. Could get some, uh, some little lawsuits, mate, I'm telling you, because of the money involved. But um, from Sheffield Wednesday's point of view, Adam Reach and Jordan Rose picked up the goals versus Wickham. Uh, Kadeem Harris, I thought, was excellent. And when I look at that, I look at the form Kadeem Harris was in last year. If they can find that form, if he can find that form again, and you can get Adam Reach and. Um, sorry. Uh, Adam Reach and Jordan Rose scoring goals, then. Yeah they've got a very good chance of comfortably staying up because they're, they're two proven championship players in reaching roads and then you've got Kadeem Harris who had the season of his life last year um, or since he's moved from Cardiff yeah. and you know I just think that they've got good enough players they just haven't been able to get those players playing yeah I totally agree so it'll be interesting I totally agree huge football uh, you know I mean if somebody can get all yeah massive mid. same as Forrest isn't it um Next up is Rotherham United. Uh, again, they've been on some. They've been 
really impressed me this year. Some yeah. fine form to go and beat Preston away on That's the Saturday. Yeah, it was an unbelievable result. result. Yeah, listen, they've had, a, they've had a good run. The only two teams to beat them over the last um, eight weeks are uh, two South Wales sides, Cardiff and Swansea. And um, obviously, Swansea, uh, Cardiff left in late through the weekend, and we're going to talk about it soon, talk about Cardiff soon. But um, I think Rotherham will be, will be quite pleased with how things are going. They've turned yeah. things around, they've been quite shrewd in the transfer market, they've brought a couple of players in. Uh, Lewis Wing from Middlesbrough has made a huge difference in midfield. I think he's been excellent. He was excellent against Preston, and, and I thought I thought he was decent against Cardiff as well. They just ran out of legs towards the end. I thought against the Cardiff team. Indeed. Um, next up is another team who I think will be phenomenally happy with where they are in the league at this stage, and that's Coventry City. Um, like they've got to, both those teams have got to be absolutely thrilled with the way the season's going. Surely. Um, yes, I'd, I'd say yes, but I think the the, the problem Coventry have is they seem to lose the the big games. You know what I mean? Like they've got to be by Nottingham Forest. That's the big game. You know what I mean? Then the draw against Watford at home, which is a great result. But for me, you stop the teams in and around you gaining points against yeah. you because obviously Nottingham Forest went ahead of them, um, and then you, 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 the league doesn't look as rosy. You know what I mean? Whereas if Nottingham Forest hadn't beat them and the drew and then got beat by Watford, the, for me the, the league table will be looking better, even though they've got the same amount of points. You know what I mean? But it's about winning your individual battles against the teams in and around you. But Mark Robbins will be, will be over the moon. Oh, yeah. Uh, what about uh, Nottingham Forest, mate? What a week. Fabulous week. Um, two games against teams below them, um, or in and around them. Uh, beat Coventry City 2-1, beat Wickham Wonders 3-0. Chris Hewton will be absolutely delighted. Um, and I think the season will just be beginning for them now. They're, they're in 18th position uh, and looking up and... So you never know. There's always a team who finishes off on a train, like a train. And if you're not in Nottingham Forest, can get it right. They've still got a good squad in pit on paper. So, well, um, Glenn Murray is capable of going and score 15 goals between now and the end of the season. Yeah, and he is one of those streaky strikers who will goes on so those if streaks. They, if they win, if they win two games next week and get them another six points, I put puts them at 38 and puts them ahead of Cardiff City, for example, in 11th. So the league's yeah. not away from them as yet. Indeed, mate. Um, just the one game for Huddersfield on uh, Saturday, the where they drew with Luton one-one. I think it's a good result, Si. I think uh, Luton will be disappointed they didn't beat uh, Huddersfield Town, uh, but from a Huddersfield point of view, I think it's a great result. One-nil down from James Collins, but to equalise with 15 minutes to go and finish off with 10 men, I think um, I think they'll be pleased with that. Yeah, I think so, mate. I think so. And then next up, we have let, let, QP. Let me let me uh, revert back to uh, Leslie's comment in about um, nine teams' time. <laughs> uh, next up, QPR, mate. Um, the 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 up and down team of the of the league. Yeah, but they've, listen, they've beat the, in the last two games, they've beaten two of the best sides in the league. They beat yeah. obviously what? They're capable Portland, of doing it. They beat Blackburn. Yeah, that's what they are. But then they'll go and lose on Saturday against um, against. Well, they'll probably beat Brentford because that's just the way they do. But um, listen, as a QPR fan, it must be frustrating. It must be the best thing in the world one minute yeah. and the worst thing in the world the next. But a fantastic week um, to obviously win at the weekend. So. That's all I can do is win the football matches and see where it takes them. But it's they're just so unpredictable, side, so unpredictable. They're so unpredictable. You could see them being in a relegation fight or a playoff. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable, yeah. mate. Um, next up, Luton Town. We've both enjoyed watching this year. Um, how did their week go? Um, I think they'll be. Uh, just two seconds. I've uh, I've lost my. Uh, so they drew on the Stanley Place Saturday. Yeah, they drew with Huddersfield. Yeah, drew against Huddersfield. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be disappointed. Side, like I said, one 0 up. I know Huddersfield had a man sent off late, and, and they give a late goal away. But Luton haven't won in four, and I think they'll be a little bit disappointed with that. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think um, the way they were playing, it'll be disappointing to drop those points. Yeah. Uh, next up, Millwall. Uh, they just played the one game, yeah. smashing Sheffield Wednesday four-one. Listen, so we've been, I've been well. I've been quite critical of uh, Millwall this season. I think uh, the big players yeah, have turned poor. up. Um, you know what I mean? I've, obviously, we're both a big fan of um, of certain players for uh, for Millwall, but I don't, I don't think they've uh, I don't think they've turned off. Jerry Wallace is on the bench now. You know what I mean? He doesn't get it. Didn't get on. Kenneth Zaha scored a penalty. Um, you know what I mean? I'm a big fan of. I like Bavardson up front. I think he uh, he leads the line really well. But having two big centre forwards up front. Who can run the channels, hold the ball up? I think, uh, but it's just so unpredictable as well as uh, as well as QPR. But a great result against uh, against the side that was in form, so even better result. Indeed, um, Barnsley didn't have any Championship fixtures uh, no, this week. They just the had FA the Cup. FA Cup uh, against Chelsea. Um, Geraint just says, "Sai, are you on board a ship? Keep still, man." Um, but I can't because I turning to face my other screen <laughs> to look at the scores from the week and then I'm going back and forth and I apologise making you seasick um, what team were we on? Uh, next is Preston Preston North End yeah terrible result against, against at home to Rotherham I think uh, Preston if they have any aspirations they've got to be beat they've got to be winning there they're obviously they're playing yeah. right, right now against yeah, they're drawing. In, a, in, a, in a local derby so it's a big game tonight um, for both sides but uh, Preston will be really disappointing, Si, you know what I mean? To go 2 0 behind and chasing the game. Um, Chad Evans, a new signing squad, so uh, no will he be able to. Uh, yeah, listen, a very good player. And I think he gives them something different to what they have. For me, they've got a lot of pace, but they haven't got anyone to hold the ball up and, and fight, you know what I mean? So now it will give them a, a different avenue now. And next up, we have the mighty Cardiff City with two blockbuster results. Oh, Seven side derby, 2 0, and yeah. tell you what, Bristol City will. We'll get to them a bit later, but yeah. Oof, Listen, Sam, you they can only bad. beat you can only beat what's in front of you. Um, yeah. And and Mick McCarthy can only pick a side which he thinks is going to win the game. And listen, he's done a, he's done a fabulous job. He's been he's been in charge what for four games. He's he's drew two one two. Doesn't get any better than that. You know what I mean? We've uh, we we were very critical of of, of certain uh, certain decisions over over the course of the season. But yeah, you, you've got to judge on what you what you see is what you get. And you know what I mean? The last two games, two wins away from home. You know what I mean? And and for me now, the next two or the next three games for me, you know, when you've got Coventry City, you've got Luton Town away, and then you've got Preston North End at home. If Cardiff can can pick some real points up in the next three games, then um, then the season could uh, could really come to light. Yes, indeed. Uh, one player who I think has been particularly good under Mick McCarthy is Ojo. He seems to have really found his feet and a bit of confidence. Yeah, totally. Um, he's looked really, really good. And shout out to Josh Murphy. We've talked a lot about Josh Murphy over there probably the last six months and why he needs a run of games he needs to play he's capable his ball for Joe Bennett in the 85th minute yeah. on the Wednesday game was absolutely phenomenal and that just showed this shows the quality of him and I I really hope Mick McCarthy can build up his confidence and make Murphy be, have the belief that I think some of us have got in him because he's, he's clearly capable he just needs right, to Get his head on and, and believe it. Wide men and wide players, are wingers are so temperamental. You know what I mean? You tell them they're the best players. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll give you everything they got. You know what I mean? You have a go at them. We've got the shell. It's 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 a very complex position because the, you're expecting goals, assists, defending. You know what I mean? They're all round players. But you know what I mean? Josh, he's a very good player. And, and it, how, but how can he how can he set goals up and score goals if he's sat on his backside? Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, the other thing is that's the second season in a row, I believe. That Bristol have 
uh, kind of wiped the floor with Cardiff in the first game um, away. So they've come to Cardiff, wiped the floor with us, and then when we've gone to Bristol, they've been absolutely dreadful. Um, yeah, they so were. Uh, well, I know. Well, I know. Obviously, we're going to talk about Bristol City now, but they were. Thank you, were uh, Wiggy Kipper. They were. Loves the show. Keep up. They were. Dis- they were disgusting. Bristol City were awful. Um, and what does Matt say about um, just about, about clubs and teams is the league form is disastrous. They were very poor. But then they go and play in the FA Cup and they pull out a different performance. You know what I mean that they, they, they try more against the Premier League side, but the bread and butter is the league. You've got to, you've got to. It just for me as a, as a football fan, it, you can just see it a mile off. You just look so different, and I just I, I don't agree with it. It just it, it's disrespectful for football fans and for your own fans. Yeah, and I think it's um, yeah. Well, we'll get to Bristol in a minute, maybe because I really thought they were piss poor to pull out an old phrase from back in the day. Um, so uh, Leslie just asked a question. If I go on Twitter uh, and watched the show, do the questions show up like it does here? Um, I believe if you go on Twitter, it's just like the comment thread underneath. I don't know though, uh, Leslie. You can watch it on Periscope as well, which is part of like Twitter's video version. I don't know if that's the same. I really am uh, not 100% sure. I just know that you can watch it through those platforms. Leslie, just just continue watching it where you are. <laughs> Indeed, but uh, yeah, tell tell people about the show. I've uh, mm. noticed a few a few new names over the last couple of weeks, which is always good for us to see. Um, but yeah, Mick McCarthy's doing a done a great job coming in. Um, obviously, perhaps wasn't first choice for for me and a few other fans, but ultimately, look, he's come in. He's steadied the ship. He's got. We were going down fast before he came in. And he's come in and steadied the ship, which is what we wanted. He needs to find his settled team, I think, now. Because um, he has made quite a few changes with each game. But that'll come. You know, he's getting to know the players, etc. So, But I also, um, think that's, made... I also think that's good as well, sir. You know what I mean? Because he's given players an opportunity. He's not sticking to um, um, to the tried and tested. Yes. He's given, he's given players an opportunity to shine. It's like a fresh, fresh yeah, so everyone, uh, everyone thing. Everyone gets enough. a fresh start. And I always... I always know, you know what I mean, that, that a new manager comes in, everyone gets told you get a fresh start, it doesn't always work that way, but Mick's, Mick's proven, that, proven that to be true. Uh, yeah, so Bristol City are next, mate, but uh, uh, we've got a super chat. Uh, Gaz says, players can't be asked. they clearly thought Cardiff City was going to be an easy game. Um, and maybe they did, maybe they did think it was going to be a, a, you know, because the first game was so one-sided, Maybe they believed that you know it was going to be just a just an easy. Uh, Kelly asks who Polak's Johnny Williams in training, so he's injured before he can even start. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting to know. Who, uh, That's just one of the things. It, it, injury, injuries happen, and it's the part and parcel, isn't it? You know that. that listen, I know, but it's it all the players, it is. isn't it? it is Don't tackle it is. him in training. Training's got to be competitive. You got to train as you play. Mm. Bristol City, mate. Uh, they've lost four on the bounce now. Uh, yeah, they lost. Cool. They've lost three two to Brentford. They lost two 0 to Cardiff City. Manager got the sack as well. I heard. Did he get the sack? Uh, I'll tell you in just a sec. Uh, da, 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 I can't see anything about that. About Bristol City manager no. getting the sack. I'm afraid, yeah, mate. I'm on no, the Bristol City told, page. Um, no. yeah, Maybe it's down. on the way then. Mm. It could be the next one. You know, I, I look. I look at where they are in the league. I look at the size. They're of the struggling. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, they are. Huge big oh, club, yeah. you know what I mean? Because you can't... Listen, Cardiff City are doing well. You've got Barnsley who are doing well below them. Nottingham Forest who could overtake them in a couple of games. Preston. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of sides who... Uh, and they can't they can't afford, I mean, I mean, with the amount of money that they're spending to be dragged into anything apart from a, a playoff, playoff fight. Yeah, battle. Yeah, well, mate, they've spent a fortune. Not just yeah. that, they've spent a fortune. They've kept on spending during COVID times. Yeah. And... I'd be very amazed if they have not got the biggest biggest squad in the league. I'd be amazed because they've got a massive squad. And, yeah, like the amount of money they've spent, the players they've signed, they should be right up there. It's got to be a, it's gotta be a mental thing. Do you remember when Derby a few years ago, they had this psychological thing where from the start of the season till Christmas, they would look sensational. Yeah. And then as soon as like, the... It was squeaky bum time where, you know, you've got to really get a run together. They just went to pieces every yeah. year without fail. But this is... It's got to be psychological, mate. Yeah, well, it, it does. But then you need the right manager in place who's, who's going who's gonna to break that mould. You need the right players in place. You can't, you can't carry that on with the same players, you know what I mean? They're, I look at... They've got a lot of young players now, and that's great. To, but, but they've still got a lot of experienced players in the squad. So mm. which route are they going down? Are they going down a smaller squad with the younger players? Well, if you're going to do that, get yeah. rid of all your players. You know, we start again. But 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 tell supporters you're going down that route, and it's a it's a long term investment, long term plan. Well, interesting, isn't it? it's interestingly, it wasn't one of the usual suspect managers uh, who you know the ones which do the rounds who got Derby through that kind of psychological barrier. It was Frank Lampard who yeah. finally got him yeah, yeah. steady and consistent. So. It's not always an experienced manager, which is what is needed. It's someone who can relate to the players and, and get through to the players from a psychological side. Next up, mate, uh, Stoke City. Just uh, a yeah, one nil, game. Nil. Yeah, nil-nil against Reading. I, I, think, uh, I think both will be pleased with that. You know, I think, uh, I think it's a really tough place to go. Um, both will be really happy with a clean sheet. But Stoke do need to start winning games if they want to get in the playoffs because they haven't won in, uh, they haven't won in the last 10 games, I don't think, in League and Cup. So it's... No. Uh, it's a long time. Yeah, they looked like they were getting it together, and they uh, they've they've really kind of just rolled off a bit, haven't they? Um, next up, we've got the mighty Middlesbrough, my friend. Um, where's it all going wrong this week? Um, to be honest, I thought Brentford were outstanding. I thought I thought they were they were really good. I know Middlesbrough took the lead. Really Take them one there. point from four games, mate. Yeah, and conceded um, a lot of goals. Ivan Thorny, I thought, goals, led, led, the li- led the line really well. Uh, Middlesbrough were. Um, I, I don't even think Middlesbrough played badly. You know, I mean, they had, they had quite a lot of shots. The goalkeeper had, had an excellent game, but going forward, Brentford, they're just they're electric. They've got pace. They've got power. Um, and to be honest, I, I, I can't see. I can't see them not going up. I just think they're absolutely fantastic. Better than they were last year, and that's that's, that's saying something. Yeah, it's um, Brentford look phenomenal, mate. They've they got just better players than last year, but they were a better team than last year. Yeah, interesting that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Middlesbrough have just faded a little bit in the in recent weeks, but yeah. I'm still uh, I still stick by my prediction that they'll make the playoffs. Middlesbrough have got um, better, better players. Better, they've got better players than they had a month ago, but it's not working as as well as it was a month takes ago. Takes time. Yeah, it does. But have they got time? Because um, Bournemouth are picking up. Um, Stoke City could get there. Cardiff are picking up. You know, I mean, you can't afford to uh, have too many bad results. Yeah, I think. Um, problem can sometimes be is Middlesbrough were in a bit of a run when they have doing quite well picking up points looking good then you bring in like four or five players or a handful of players it can either 
helps the players who are on that run whereby they all think, oh great, we're already on a good run and now we've brought in these good players, that's going to really push us on. Or it can disrupt the kind of the feeling within the group which is already on a run because you've got players who are going to get dropped and you know all that sort of thing. Not saying that there's a problem with morale and stuff like that, I just mean it can be, it take a bit of time just to settle, can't it? Yeah, and listen, you know, I mean, the manager's he's, 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 he's an experienced manager, he's been there, wore the t-shirt, but Middlesbrough can't afford to uh, to not win in five, in six, in seven, in eight, because no team deserves to get in the playoffs if, you, if you're not going to, if you're going to do that. Yeah, and and like Leslie makes a good point, Brentford are the best team in the league, by far. Yeah, they are. Um, country but i tell you what, mate, Borough's bench, compared to last year, is unbelievable. Second to none. But then the, great, the next two bench. games, are, you've got Derby County away tomorrow, my concern with that game tomorrow is um, a certain Patrick Roberts is a left Middlesbrough. He's got in Derby County. He will have a massive point to prove tomorrow. Um, yeah. And Derby need the points. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a really tough game. It'll be an interesting one, that one. Um, next up, we've got Blackburn Rovers. Oh, they're letting me down, mate. Yeah, not great. Obviously, they lost uh, against uh, QPR. Uh, they dominated the game. But for me, they're too reliant on Armstrong. You know what I mean? If he doesn't score, who else scores the goal? They shouldn't be, though, should they? No, they're not. When you look at their squad. No. I totally agree, but they are. They're far too reliant. He doesn't score, they don't score, and that's that must be quite worrying for Tony in this uh, in this side. Yeah. Next up, we've got uh, Jonathan Woodgate's Barmy Army. Yeah. Listen, I watched him on um, uh, on Saturday for, for long periods. Uh, his, his, his big players came to the table towards the end of the game. Jack Welch was excellent. Um, and uh, listen, they're going to be they're going to be there, there and thereabouts because they've got such good players and uh, signed. Uh, who did the sign? The sign sent the fold from, from Southampton. Uh, Shane Long? Is it Shane Long the sign? Yeah, possibly. I'll double check that now. Um, uh, da, da, da. Let me have a quick look here. Uh, yeah, Shane Long. I thought he was excellent. Shane you know Long, got yeah. Shane Long, um, Dan Juma, and, and Brooks. You know what I mean? All three of them going forward. Right? And they signed um, Josh King, so. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, sorry. Everton no, signed Josh, Josh King. King. Yeah, yeah so, sorry, my mistake. They'll uh, listen. With, with players like that side uh, and, and Jack Wilson behind they're going to be uh, they're going to be outstanding well I, I mentioned Jack Wilson earlier and I'm going to talk a bit about him a bit later on um, but I watched the which game did I watch the Saturday one was it tell you now um, but I, I just thought he really dictated everything which happened in that football match um, even though he didn't necessarily do anything massively spectacular, like he obviously picked up a goal, I just thought he dictated the play so well. Like he's a step above the players on on show. Uh, yeah, it was the this game against Birmingham. Um, so he's picked up a goal in the 60, 60 odd minutes. But I just thought it all round for the whole time he was on the pitch, he just dictated the play. Um, little passes, little one twos. It's a phenomenal player. It's just he's made of glass. That's the problem. Donna, Donna, Donna says a good point about Harry Redknapp helping Jonathan Woodgate out, which is uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, potentially, you know what I mean. One thing I saw and I, and I thought might happen would be um, a certain um, Frank Lampard might get the job. Um, yeah. And Harry helping him out. Um, obviously, they're related, aren't they? Yeah. So I think uh, obviously you can only judge someone on on, on the results that, and performances are doing. And so far, Jonathan's doing a great job. So. Uh, I think if he continues this, he'll get the job full time. Yeah, that's going to be the one thing I guess is when you bring in once you bring in Harry Redknapp, yes, he can work with Jonathan Woodgate, and I'm sure they'll work pretty well. 
but you've always got like that thing while Frank Lampard's not in a job you're almost looking over your shoulder aren't you because you're yeah. waiting yeah. for Jonathan Woodgate to have a bad run and then they'll bring in Frank but um, Reading next mate uh, not a great week obviously a nil-nil draw and then uh, they got turned over by uh, by Brentford after, after being 1-0 ahead and listen it's not just Grace getting beat by Brentford because everyone seems to get, get beat by Brentford but um, yeah, not a great, not a great week, and uh, to, to play some tough sides, it's uh, it's been a, be difficult. As Preston yeah. just take the lead against Blackburn Rovers. Ah, there we go. Everyone, everyone loses to Brentford, mate, at the moment. So yeah, there's no no shame in that. Yeah. And uh, next up is Watford. Uh, uh, yeah, play, yeah. Just a Saturday, nil nil to Coventry. Yeah. Um, it's not. Coventry, Coventry at home are, are decent, you know what I mean. But I think it's two points, two points drop for me. I think you've got to you've got to see uh, you've got to see the picture of um, of the players that they've got going forward. Watford, for me, they should be should be doing better. Troy Deeney, he's never really looked fully fit for me, fully sharp, fully fit that he that he that he wants to put a shift in. Andrew Graham, a big fan of. Pedro doesn't play enough for me, but I think Watford, they'll always be there because of uh, because of the start they had. Yes, yeah, indeed. Um, next up is Swansea, who've got a game in hand about, about, on all the teams around them because they only played they played Saturday versus Norwich, and then obviously had the FA Cup game. Uh, if they win their game in hand, they'll go up to second. Uh, they played Norwich, mate, and they're the the one side this year or this season who I've seen completely oh, take Norwich apart, like- mate. Oh, they made uh, yeah, they made them for long periods. I've never seen a team dominate, uh, especially early doors. I thought I thought they were excellent. You know, I mean, Ben Gibson came out after the game and, and was quite uh, quite strong on his on his own side and said that they just didn't turn up. But you've got to give credit to the team. For me, I thought Swansea were far superior, far the better side, and um, and uh, and fully deserved the three points. Yeah, they were excellent. Um, if they continue this form, nice. they'll them and Brentford will run away yeah. with it. I've got to be honest. Yeah, but. Um, Brentford's next, uh, sorry, Norwich is next, mate. Um, they only played the one game, which was the same game against Swansea. Yeah. Um, they'll be disappointed when they were that, mate. Surely. Yeah, they need to. Uh, they need to get back and uh, get back the winning game side because they're just it, they haven't won in three in the league. Um, they were disappointed, you know what I mean. But you know, you've got to do, you just want another game to come, and you know what I mean. They've got Stoke City at home at the weekend, which will be a tough one. Um, yeah. And then you play, then they play Coventry City through the week, and then the, and then following weekend they play, yeah, the play Rotherham, then then Birmingham, then Wickham. So the next five games for them are winnable games before they before they play Brentford. So they need to start picking some points up, which I believe they will. Yeah, I, I do too. But Stoke's not an easy game by any means. No, Stoke no, 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 needs no, no. some points too. Um, Donna, I'll come back to your question about Marlon Pack in a minute, uh, guys. If you have got any questions, then uh, get them in now because uh, we're just on to the last team. Uh, Swansea City game tomorrow is off. Hopefully, a fixture pileup will go against them, says Donna. Um, so that'll give them two games in hand, uh, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, Brentford made top of the league and flying. Oh, listen, yeah, absolutely fantastic uh, result against Middlesbrough, and then to follow that up with um, with the game at Reading. You know, what I mean, for, for me, it was even better because they were just. Uh, they're just far superior. I mean, both games have got one 0 behind in both games and still dominate the games. Still come from behind. They're still uh, they're just a fantastic team to watch and um, and they, they seem to just have a knack of scoring goals in the championship and and, and being up there. I, I questioned them at the start of the season about all the players they lost, and then all of a sudden they're doing better than than, than I could ever imagine. So um, yeah, they're having a great season. 
Mate, Ivan Tony's stats are like unreal. They're just so unbelievable, uh, remarkable, really. That where he's kind of come from in terms of League One and not really yeah. having much of a reputation. I, I, and I seen the tweet side from um, the Peter Chairman who stated that he yeah. would be... Um, McCann, uh, Daryl McCantony. Daryl, yeah. He, uh, he said that... Uh, he, he retweeted it from a few years ago, saying that Ivan Tony, Ivan Tony would be uh, a £5 million Premier League player. Yeah, everyone, he went on loan everyone to Peterborough, him, didn't he? Everyone shot him down. And, uh, That's right, yeah. If uh, Ollie Watkins is a £30 million Premier League footballer, then Ivan Tony, Ivan Tony's going to follow suit, so 100%. Yeah. Well, the thing with Ivan Tony is he was... Um, he went on loan to Peterborough and all of a sudden just started scoring goals yeah. and he hasn't, hasn't looked back since. Um, as you know, mate, strikers need goals. It, it uh, breeds confidence and they just get on these runs. Can't stop scoring. Um, I think it's a massive credit to the likes of Norwich and Swansea particularly and Watford and Reading that Brentford are only two points clear of second place yeah. because they just seem to have been just winning and winning and winning and winning. Um, so I think it's a great credit to the teams in and around them yeah. that they they haven't run off with it. Um, so Leslie wants to know: Are you trying to tell me, Simon, that Ivan Tony is better than uh, Brit Asomba Longa? Yes, just, I am. Just, just a that. tad. Just a tad. Yeah, just a little bit. Peter uh, Reese says Peterborough have a history of buying players from nowhere, turning them into great players: Tomlin, McLean, George yeah. Boyd, etc. Yeah, they, yeah, they've got a good record. Mikhail, Mikhail Smith, yeah, they've done it with quite, yeah. they've done it with quite a few. They've done it with quite a few. Uh, so we'll have a couple of questions to finish us off. Uh, Cage Childs asked, "Do you ever hear from Steve Vickers? Uh, be a good guest for the future." I do. Yes, Stevie uh, runs one of the lounges at Middlesbrough. So he, um, I, when I'm when I'm hosting myself in one of the lounges or uh, when I'm there, um, I do uh, I do bump into Stevie, who's a lovely, lovely fella. I've got loads of time for Stevie. He was, he was really good to me and kind to me when um, uh, when I was coming through. So, obviously, I haven't seen him in probably around a year because I haven't been to, we haven't had the, the, the um, hospitality open and things. So, yeah. I um, he's he's one that I'd want to get his number and uh, and get on the show because I think he had, an, he had an amazing career. When you say, um, you know, when you do the hosting, like you and I, I know um, Jeff Winter does it, and some other, does that basically just involve you getting people drunk and giving them food and just yeah, making basically. them feel enjoying their day? Yeah, so basically they'll they'll, they'll that's, be on that's the they'll, job I need. They'll be on, just, they'll be on tables and, and we'll 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 host on the mic and, and get questions and answers and just get a guest and, and talk about basically a little bit like this, but it's uh, a little bit like a Monday. Yeah. But, um, not as probably long-winded and, uh, and just yeah. ask people's opinion on the, what's going on, how they think it's gone, going and stuff. And it's it's really enjoyable. It's it's good when they win. Yeah. It's not so good when they lose after a game and people have had uh, ten, 10 pints of lager when, they, when you're getting abused. But it's it goes yeah. part and parcel with the job. Well, funny enough, um, when we were doing the Kev show last week, or well, we said last couple, people have been saying that we should do like a, a live show. Uh, like... I know, like in a pub or something, and and get a mic, go and do like a live show. And I was like, what we should do is do a live, chat, like one of us, me and you, do a live show, and do it just a live version of our podcast, either one. And then after that, I'll do a live Super Kevin scripted, and you can unwind, have a few drinks, 
and you can set this you can uh, help set the questions and the subjects for for me and kev to talk about and you can stitch us right up <laughs> but um i thought actually it'd be quite a fun night and we maybe yeah. some raise raise some money for charity and stuff and uh, <clears throat> what not when covid's over some sort of local businesses and stuff but we'll see i'm sure yeah. as we discussed before the show mate we've got plans got yeah, plans plans upon plans upon plans upon plans um so there's lots of stuff uh, on Kev. Uh, Kev. Kev's back next week uh, with Super Kev Unscripted, episode number eight. Um, but that's doing very well. Uh, Donna Perry says, Marlon Pack will be a future manager. Did you see him giving Mick McCarthy tips against Bristol? Yes, I did. Uh, I thought it was um, I thought it was quite refreshing, really. You know what I mean? That, that Mick um, and Terry Connor was, was listening to him and he was telling them whatever he was telling them about Bristol City and... Yes, he's an ex-player, so he's, he's got a little bit of inside information. So, uh, But I, I thought it was quite refreshing that the manager and the, and the, and the assistant short coach were, were taking his advice on board, which is, which is great. Yeah, people um, people loving that idea, by the way, of the live shows. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. I think it's the least we can do is give something back, I think. Yeah, 100%, mate. And I think it would work quite well, wouldn't it, if we did, like me and you did our show, and then... The Kev shows obviously different and more relaxed. You get pretty much three hours then, the new like to yeah. the two shows, and then maybe I'll get Barry to do a stand-up set as well. So you could have like a stand-up comedy then to finish the yeah, finish the evening. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And uh, yeah, I got a couple of bands made to add on as well. Maybe we could make a proper night of it, raise some money for some a good charity. Yeah, I like the idea of that, but. Um, Cheers. I don't like Cheers. my Cheers. problem is, mate. I don't like organising things, so like yeah, I'll do it. I'm happy to like host it and do the live hey, shows. And I'm sure, I'm sure someone, I'm sure, I'm sure someone in our um, on our viewers would uh, would love to uh, organise. Be, a, be, a, be, a, be an evening, an evening organiser. I say that my missus loves a bit. She loves Becky loves a bit of uh, organising and all that sort of stuff. So I'm sure she'd sort it out. But. Donna's that I'll organise it straight away um, <laughs> but yeah you know, we will sort something out and like I say we've got a lot of plans about different content different shows yeah. uh, sh- some short form content some members only stuff it's going to be good I'm really looking forward to the next uh, year to unveil some plans uh, if anyone has got any questions then now is the time as I just uh, do a couple of plugs. Monday night, 7.30, the Andy Campbell Football Show returns with special guest, ex-Trinidad and Tobago International, the record caps holder, and of course, ex-Cardiff City, uh, Stoke, and many other football clubs. Striker Kenwin Jones joins us, which is going to be a real fascinating chat. Cannot wait for that one. Um, So guys, obviously spread the word, tell your friends, tell people, Get them to join us live on Monday. Let's uh, let's really see if we can get a big audience for Monday. Get a good chat. Get some good questions in. Um, and yeah, we'll be back uh, next next Wednesday. I have UFC uh, female athlete Corey McKenna joining us. Uh, last week we had the number rank number nine ranked uh, UFC fighter in the in the world. On we've got some massive guests coming on. Both the football and the MMA shows over the coming weeks really is an exciting time. But uh, Reese and Donna uh, are organising a free bar between themselves. 
uh, for the for the live show. That's fine. I'm not paying for the free bar though. <laughs> um, guys, thanks for joining us as ever. We appreciate it. Make sure you spread the word and join us Monday. And of course, look out for any updates on guests, shows, and series. And uh, I'll put a post up next week about what day Super Kevin Censored will be on uh, and scripted will be on because it'll depend on his coaching. But until then, we bid you farewell. Andy, as ever, I thank you for your time, Loved my it. friends. Thanks, for everyone. Thanks, everybody, for your questions and your, and your feedback and just your general chit-chat. It's been amazing. Yeah, I, love it. I love it. It's amazing. Oh, it's a great way to start the weekend, mate. Yeah. A great way to start the weekend. Uh, and as ever, big thank you to Black Diamond Sports. And, of course, the uh, Bespoke Financial and Darren Ralston for sponsoring the shows. Couldn't do it without you. We really appreciate it. And I urge you all to give them a, give them a little ring. Get involved, see what we've got. But uh, until then, we bid you farewell. Have a great weekend. Come on, the Bluebirds. Cheers, guys. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. Do just what you want. Network.